Hi, it's Barnabas. Many of our most important sources, such as the Explorer Academy code-breaking activity adventure, are written by Dr. Gareth Moore, a puzzle and brain training author who lives in the UK. He's created, I think, now over 400 books, and many of them we use on the show. One of my personal favorites is called 404. The basic idea is that a mysterious group that calls themselves The Republic has sent you a book filled with over 60 puzzles, and it is your job to solve them. You can find him at drgarethmoore.com or on his YouTube channel. Now, let's get back to the show. This episode talks about the Lorenz Cipher. The less well-known, but actually probably harder to break machine than Enigma. I'm pretty new to this, and I don't really understand the machine all that much still. So I guess this will be a learning process. Without further ado, start the show. Welcome back to the Kids Code Podcast. I'm Barnabas, your host, and today we will talk about the Lorenz Cipher. The not very well known, but actually pretty important cipher machine. Now, I'm kind of learning as we go here. So this episode won't be as in-depth, and I will link to things in the show notes so you can find out more. The Lorenz Cipher Machine was a German rotor stream cipher used during World War II. It was developed by C. Lorenz in Berlin. Wait, 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 wait. You forgot to mention us. Oh yeah, I didn't even finish the intro. I'm Barnabas, your host, and this is Steve, your co-host, who you just heard a minute ago. In the studio, we have Peter. Hi. Um, uh. So, I guess back to what you were saying. 
Not quite yet. First, I have an important announcement to make. I am so, so sorry. I have accidentally been mispronouncing Bletchley Park as Bletchy Park. Which must be confusing, and hopefully I didn't spread too much misinformation. From now on, I will be careful and call it Bletchley Park. And hopefully I don't have any other slip-ups like this. But we're all human, so... Now, let's get back to it. British cryptanalysts who referred to encrypted German ciphers of this type as fish named the machine and its traffic Tunny, meaning tuna fish. And they figured out how the machine worked Three years before anyone saw a machine like it. The Lorenz cipher, not the Enigma, was what Hitler used for his personal messages. The messages of highest importance. Because, though less known, it was a lot it was a lot stronger of a cipher. In fact, it wasn't declassified until, I think, 2002. Wow, that is a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. The Lorenz cipher consisted of 12 wheels which used the Vernum cipher. The Vernum cipher is a cipher using modulo 2 addition, which is a type of math that is relatively simple. And I know this isn't a math lesson, but this is important. Basically, on these wheels... There are pins that can be moved to different positions signifying either 1 or 0. When you type in a letter, that letter has a code of its own using 1s and zeros. And yes, it is the binary code. Which is matched up with the positioning that is there on the wheels. If there are two of the same, either two ones or two zeros, the final result will be a zero, but if they differ, then the result is a one, which will generate the code to a different letter or other character. The Vernum cipher was invented by Gilbert Vernum in 1917.
There is a video showing this process more clearly in the show notes. I don't even know how the code breakers at Bletchley Park managed to break this thing, though. There are approximately 16 billion billion possible combinations you could have in the machine. Which is millions of times more than that of a normal transposition cipher. Which we talked about in episode 17. So there's not even a possibility of brute forcing it. Also, it's easy to change. But of course, Britain had to intercept the messages before they could solve them. These ones were sent using radio. The messages were intercepted by a radio intercept station called the Foreign Office Research and Development Establishment. Once they had the messages, they tried to figure out the logical structure of the machine, even though they didn't know its actual form. This campaign ended in creating the Colossus, the world's first programmable digital electronic computer. I'm not kidding. This cipher was pretty bad. But the first step to the code breaking was a German mistake. On August 30th, 1941, a message of at least 4,000 characters was transmitted from Athens to Vienna. However, the message wasn't correctly received on the other end, and the receiving operator sent an uncoded message back to the sender asking for the message to be resent. This let the codebreakers know what was happening. The sender then retransmitted the message, but they did not change the key settings, which was a forbidden practice. Using a different key for every different message is important to any stream cipher's security. It wouldn't have mattered if the message had been the same, but the second time that the operator made a couple of small changes to the message, such as using abbreviations, making the second message somewhat shorter. From these two related ciphertexts, known to cryptanalysts as a depth, cryptanalysts figured out the plaintexts and in that way the key stream but 
even with 4,000 characters of Keystream being generated, it was too complex and seemingly random. There was a lot more important things that happened in the decryption by Bletchley Park, but I'll let you look into that yourself. Also, I don't know much about it. Today, there are only a few surviving Lorenz cipher machines. Because there were not many made, and some were destroyed. There's one at Bletchley Park, the National Museum of Computing in the UK, and the National Cryptologic Museum in Maryland. There's a funny story about the one in the National Museum of Computing. Two volunteers from that museum bought a Lorenz teleprinter on eBay for nine and a half euros that had been retrieved from a garden shed. It was found to be the World War Two military version, and was later installed into the museum's Tunney Gallery. Let's take a quick break. Hi, everybody. Guess what? It's season four, and the Kids Code podcast is officially two years old. On July 19th, 2021... Zero trailer was released. We also have a couple other twos. We've been listened to in over 200 cities all over the globe. And we've been listened to nearly 2,000 times. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you. Thanks so much for listening. Your support means a lot. Well, that's enough of the announcement. Back to the show. That's enough for this episode. Now, the story. Previously on the Kids Code Podcast. Prisoner escaping! Prisoner escaping! Well, not to worry. We found him. We also found this. It's a Navajo code book. Wait, where did he go? I don't know. I don't see him anywhere. The evil ant had disappeared. Welcome to the Secret Society. I'm Secrecy Sam. And I'm Jim.
The Secret Society is an organization for criminals, spies and the like. Ex-KGB agents and CIA infiltrators come here. Now, let's get into this story. So, Barnabas, I heard last episode, and it seems like there's this secret society thing. I want you to look into it. Alright. I'll do what I can. I'll also, if you would like, attempt to discover their base. Alright. If we can do that, we've unearthed something pretty important. Meanwhile, the bad spy ring of the past was attempting to find out where the evil ant had gone. Hey! Do you know where the evil ant went? He's a gigantic ant about three and a half feet tall, walks on his back legs, find out a little bit of what the evil ant looks like. Of course, most of it is still up to your imagination. Well, that might be a good idea. There are still some issues. I think it is. We found him. Oh, hello. I was just working out some kinks in my new plan. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, I'll tell you later. Alright, I need anybody who wants to come and try to figure out what the secret society is to help me. Who wants to volunteer? Uh, I will. Wait, Peter, I didn't know you had any expertise or interest in the subject. Uh, well, I do. I guess. Alright. Anyone else? Yeah, I think I might be able to. Um, we just need to figure out all the specifics. The end.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that story. Now, I'm going to take over Meet the Spice for a bit since Stan isn't here. Cue the theme. Meet the Spice. Today on Meet the Spies, we're talking about Jerry Roberts. During the Second World War, Roberts was one of the main codebreakers who worked on the Lorenz cipher. Early in the Second World War, his tutor from the University College of London, who had worked in Room 40 during World War I, recommended Roberts as a German linguist to Bletchley Park, where he was interviewed and then accepted. He ended up being one of the four founding members of the part of Bletchley Park that ran Tunney and the other fish ciphers. The other two senior cryptanalysts were Major Dennis Oswald and Captain Peter Erickson, and the head of the unit was Major Ralph Tester. Later in the war, when the Testery, which was the name of the unit, had grown, he was one of the three shift leaders. After the war, Roberts became a member of the War Crimes Investigation Unit and used his knowledge of other languages to help. He was honored several times for his achievements. Captain Jerry Roberts died in March 2014 and his autobiography named Lorenz Breaking Hitler's Top Secret Code at Bletchley Park was released in March 2017. Uh, I guess that's all for today. Yeah, how did you know? Uh, I just guessed. Well, that's right. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help our show spread, please leave a rating and review on the platform you use to listen to podcasts. And on Spotify, you can interact with the show. By sending in flubs for Bob Bot, or 
for the mystery episodes, sending in what you think the answer is, or other messages that you have found in these episodes. We'd love to connect with you. The sources we used in this episode are The Codebreakers by David Kahn, Episode 35, Lorenz Cipher by One Time Pod, and the Wikipedia articles, Jerry Roberts, Lorenz Cipher, The Code Breaking of the Lorenz Cipher, and Fish Cryptography. In our next episode, we'll talk about a Japanese code. Stay tuned for that. But until then, keep on cracking! You know, I learned a lot making that episode. Yeah, I learned some too! The Loren Cipher is pretty cool. And it makes sense why it's so much better than the Enigma. It's just a shame that people don't know about it. Whatever. Bye. Bye! You have no idea what's happening. To be honest, I don't either. This is confusing. Thank you for listening.